What's going on, everybody? This is the Post Game Report, and I am JVB. I don't know why the hell I did my introduction like that. Maybe it's because, you know, I'm, re I'm still recovering from a freaking, uh, taking out five teeth in one day. Well, at the same time. So, I feel like an old man who forgot his dentures, and I'm trying to eat. I got to chew very methodically and carefully. Anyway, not that you guys want to know all this. I will say that Microsoft and Xbox, they have a way of making news. And so far, when it comes to Xbox, the news has always been comical. The latest in the, 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 the comic relief known as Xbox... The latest thing right now is that it's first, quote-unquote, next-generation exclusive for the Xbox Series console is going to run at 30 frames per second. Now, for me, honestly, for me, I really didn't make a big deal out of this because it's not a big deal for me. Number one, because I'm not going to play this game. The game, I've seen some previews, and it looks like, it looks very mediocre. Very medi mediocre. Like, there's nothing that was shown that looks super next generation. There's nothing that was shown that hasn't been done before and on, on any video game console. It looks very mediocre. And then the news came out that it was going to be 30 frames per second. Now, it's a first-person shooter, and a lot of people, mainly people from the Xbox side, even Phil Spencer and Aaron Greenberg, they talked about 60 frames per second for this and that and blah, blah, blah. So the news about 30 frames per second for Redfall is being, uh, <laughs> it's being thrown in the face at the influencers, at the big content creators of Xbox, even the, the fanatics on Twitter is being thrown in their face because they themselves have come out and criticized games that had, for example, Ratchet & Clank. It's a third-person game. It is visually stunning. It is doing things that cannot be done in a, in a last-generation console. But it is... 30 frames per second when it launched. Since then, Insomnia came out with a version that implements VRR, and it gives you about 40 frames per second with high-fidelity visuals and ray tracing. So, even though initially it was 30 frames per second, I myself didn't give a crap. Why? Because as long as it was going to remain a solid 30 frames per second, it was a game I was willing to enjoy. I was willing to enjoy because visually it was, it is, not was, uh, far beyond anything we've seen in a Ratchet & Clank game. So, especially third-person games, where The Last of Us was 30 frames per second. If you played the remake, or... The, the remake, the remake that is available for the PlayStation 5 only. That is 60 frames per second. So it took an entirely 
updated version of The Last of Us to get to 60 frames per second. But as a third-person perspective, every time there's a first-person shooter, everyone says it has to be 60 frames per second or else it is not enjoyable. It is not going to seem fluid and is worthy of being made fun of. Now, I could see that. I can see that. Regardless of the game, it doesn't have to be Call of Duty. It doesn't have to be Redfall. It doesn't have to be uh, anything specific, any franchise, any specific franchise. But the fact is, most first-person shooters are supposed to be no, no worse than 60 frames per second. So here's Redfall. It's supposed to be the, the, the first $70 game from Xbox. It is supposed to be their first full-fledged next-generation game that is going to launch exclusively for their series consoles. And that is the S and the X. And it is looking subpar, and it is only going to be 30 frames per second until an update is released, which wasn't given a timeline. So a lot of people were making fun of them. A lot of people were... Rightfully so, throwing it back in the face of guys like Colt Eastwood who went on this freaking PR. I, I was watching somebody analyzing his video. He was talking about his, <laughs> this Colt Eastwood guy was talking about his time at a preview event with Redfall. And it was, honestly, it was as if he was reading a press release. He really didn't give any true experience he didn't give his experience he was just reading out a bunch of PR babble and said the word great to describe Redfall about 10 times or so and then a day or two later this announcement comes out that it's only going to be 30 frames per second so these are the guys that are generating a lot of clicks. These are the people that Microsoft and Xbox, well, Phil Spencer and crew, they're the ones that are being flown out to these preview events, getting hardware before everybody else to review their latest hardware. They're all chummy chummy with the execs, right? They're supposed to be the, they're supposed to, I guess, be the, the, the face of the community, which is a joke. Because, quite frankly, these people lie to their audience all the fucking time. They lie to their audience. They have these clickbaity titles that say, you know, huge update coming for Xbox, huge announcement, huge, you know, upgrade. And then they're, they're saying these words that mean nothing or have absolutely nothing to do with the freaking clickbaity title so it was one of the most cringiest things i've ever heard i had to I had to watch this other guy analyze this colt eastwood video and the dude was putting on this irritating radio voice he was saying how amazing it was to put a stake in a vampire and saying how great gunplay was and all this stuff but then people were watching the preview and having a different opinion. And then the next day, 
the truth comes out about 30 frames per second, yet he conveniently forgot to mention that. So it is nothing new. It is nothing new. A lot of fake media is out there. A lot of people who are claiming to know what the fuck they're talking about really don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And those are the people that, for some reason, others gravitate to them. And it is either social media that it has replaced the playground. And what I mean by that, back when I was growing up, when I was, you know, as far back as I can remember, we played outside. And then on Saturdays, we will watch our morning cartoons, and then we would watch Kung Fu Theater. And once in a while, there'll, th- there'll be a Godzilla uh, episode or movie on. But as soon as that was done, we ran outside, talked about what we just watched. And I talked about in a few episodes back how right after Kung Fu Theater, we would, we would mimic what we saw and, and do all the, f- the fake Kung Fu fights. And it was entertaining, right? We played all kind of crazy games besides baseball. I didn't play football at that time, so I had no idea what football was about. American football. And we found games. We found something to do. We went to the playground. Or if there was a dirt lot, that was the freaking playground. Nowadays, people in that same age range, even adults who used to go out and go to bars, hang out with other friends, hang out with other people, and then go and meet other people, total strangers, at these bars or parties, clubs, whatever. That type of interaction is gone. So when you get these impressionable teenagers or very young teenagers, right? I'm talking about 13 and up. You get these kids and they don't go out anymore. A lot of them may be socially awkward because they grew up with a fucking tablet when they went out to eat. How many times have, have you been to a restaurant and you saw a kid playing on a tablet or, or his parents' mobile phone so that the kid could shut up and stay still? And this is, this is the payoff. We have weirdos on Twitter who find something either on YouTube because YouTube and Twitter are very intertwined. And, you know, you follow somebody who you find their content interesting and then you follow them on social media. So you have these socially awkward people following other socially awkward people. And then they are opportunists who say, you know what? I found me an audience of weak-minded people or let me not say weak-minded. I'm going to be nice, even though I already said it. Impressionable people. And it's not just 13-year-olds. There are some adults who, who I'm like, how can you fall for this? You know, so, and it's not, not just video games. I mean, the politics is ridiculous how 
some people in my family all of a sudden are like really crazed by politics, right? And conspiracy theories, you know, because they saw it on the internet. They saw it on Twitter or Facebook or YouTube. And all of a sudden, or TikTok, and they believe this shit. And it's like, yo, what, what are you doing? So it stems from not being able to go out and interact with other human beings in real life and seeing things and going out, going outside the country, experiencing other cultures, seeing that there's a whole freaking world out there besides where we live, right? I mean, these people... And I'm going to keep it in gaming. They go and they spend three to $500 on a video game console, depending on which version you get. And then they're subscribing every month to a service that they claim is the best thing in gaming, which has been nullified. That bullshit has been squashed. And for those of us like me who said this wasn't going to be long-lasting, this Game Pass effect wasn't going to remain the best deal, the best, the future of gaming, like other motherfuckers were telling us, that should know better. People like me were saying, no, this is not sustainable. And then we were, you know, of, on, just like most of these people who spit out bullshit, when you confront them, they try to find a way to reverse or, or to revert the attention towards you as the negative Nancy when in reality someone like Colt Eastwood or what's the other freaking dipshit um, dealer or something those are the most toxic people because they are purposely going out of their way to create these videos and lie to you and then they'll as soon as you confront them because I'm the type of person I don't like to see bullshit I don't like to see it from my family. I don't like to see it from my friends. I'll confront you about it. And a lot of people don't like that. So when I see somebody who is supposed to be representing a community or who's supposed to be a spokesperson for the video game community or, or industry, that corporations or publishers, in this case publishers, they're supposed to <laughs> look at these people and say, oh, okay, these are the representatives. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll listen to them and listen to their feedback. These are the people telling the biggest fucking lies. And you have these impressionable folks who are hearing it and then repeating the same bullshit when they themselves... They have this technology in, in their pocket where they can research everything on their own. But for some, for some reason, they don't want to do that. Even though it, it takes less time to find something out on the internet than it does to wait for somebody to post something every week. So anyway, I know I, I, I went over what I wanted to say with the hardware, right? Either you buy an S, which is 300, or a Series X, which is 500. You're wasting this money. Right now, the Xbox is a waste of money. There's no other way to put it. It is the most simple and straightforward thing I can say about Xbox. It is a waste of money. I nearly bought one a few times because of Halo. Thank God I didn't fucking do that. 
<laughs> I would have smashed my freaking, I would have smashed my Xbox on the floor. Which I was gonna say I was gonna I was gonna smash my head on my Xbox, but I have a fucking brain injury, <laughs> and of course I'm over exaggerating because I wouldn't do that after spending all that fucking money. But imagine spending five hundred dollars and yet you are still waiting for this Redfall to come out, and it's only going to perform thirty frames per second on the world's strongest console that is supposed to eat monsters that is supposed to be the most powerful console ever created on paper of course and it has yet to showcase that power that everyone was bragging about the executives the influencers the fanatics they were all pushing this power narrative and how it eats monsters yet it has barely been able to eat his vegetables it is a weak it has a weak lineup and when compared to what sony has been able to do with the playstation 5 and those exclusives it looks like a weaker console now the yes forget it it's a freaking limped noodle and there were people who said the xbox series s was their console of this generation or that it was the best value in gaming. Uh, people like to throw these fucking, like, these, these key words that are coming from executives, that are coming from the PR fucking <laughs> email or whatever. So, you know, words like consumer-friendly, best value, uh, you know, it eats monsters. That was the funniest one. When I heard that shit, I was like, who the fuck came up with that bullshit, stupid-ass phrase? And everybody's running with this shit. So it was, a, it was a stupid phrase because knowing Xbox, I kind of knew, even on paper, that this power wasn't going to mean shit. And lo and behold, here we are. And yes, I'm talking about fucking Xbox. And this is something that I said many fucking years ago. A decade ago, I said all of this stuff would happen. I know I say this all the time. And here we are. Now people are catching up. Now people are talking about things that I pointed out many years ago. And I hate to say I told people, but I told people. Because... It all starts at the top. There's a reason why Peter Molyneux, there's a reason why Peter Moore, Jay Allard, all these big name people, they left. They left Xbox. It was for fucking reason. Phil Spencer may be the most strategic individual that has ever ran a video game publisher or a hardware creator, right? Or video game corporation. He could be the smartest motherfucker and the most strategic, but there's always going to be something that's going to truly hold whoever is at that position back. And we have seen people with way more experience than Phil Spencer get up and leave and go elsewhere. And that tells you something that tells you something 
that tells you that there is no real control by holding that position. And then you see all the developers that have been purchased by Microsoft. Developers are leaving. And not just developers, but people who run these publishers are leaving. This is supposed to be one of the richest companies in the entire world, and they are leaving. <laughs> There's something to be said about that. I don't claim to know, but it doesn't take a genius to see that people with major experience, major in industry experience, major development experience, they are all leaving. Why? When you have job security, or maybe you don't, because nowadays a lot of tech companies are laying people off. But if you've been working with Bethesda, right, for five years, and you get bought by the, one of the richest companies in existence, you would assume, hey, we're, we're going to get paid. We're going to have financial stability. And then all of a sudden you pick up and leave. There's a reason for that. So I, I've always said, the, t the day Peter Moore left, I said, wow, how can somebody like Peter Moore, who was well-liked by a lot of people in the industry, well-respected, he was doing things with Xbox, all of a sudden he left. And I, I always thought working at Xbox was the dream job. And then I questioned, I had a question, why would Peter Model, uh, not Molyneux, Monol, I can't even pronounce his name right now. Why would Peter Moore, not Molyneux, Molyneux with, you know, Milo. <laughs> but yeah, Peter Molyneux, he left, right? He was a very well-respected developer, right? Big name in the gaming industry. But let's go back to Peter Moore. So once he left and went to EA, I was like, yo, it, there's, it, it doesn't make sense. Because you know damn well if... Xbox wanted to keep Peter Moore, they would outpay EA. So there has to be more than just financial, uh, a financial reason why Peter Moore left Xbox. And it was during the 360 era. So there was, it wasn't during this Connect era where the downfall of Xbox began. Xbox was doing really fucking well. The 360, that is really well it was kicking ass so yeah you have a bunch of snake oil salesmen lying to their audience and you have a, a a group of people who believe these people and then they spread the same bullshit and they're being they're being rewarded they're being rewarded with likes with views with subscriptions by being sent out to these preview events, by being somehow, you know, someone who knows better than other people. Like, the fact that this guy, Tim Dog, has like 15,000 followers or something, it's amusing. <laughs> it is fucking amusing. Because this dude is one of the biggest bullshitters you will find on social media. One of the biggest liars when it comes to video games. And, and he is so passionate about Xbox that he will 
purposely falsify his takes so that, especially when it comes to PlayStation, everything has to look bad for PlayStation. Everything has to look rosy for the Xbox. When in plain sight, you see that it's not. It is the weirdest shit that 40-year-old-plus people are this fucking weird when it comes to Xbox. When I was... When I was a super cheerleader of the month for Xbox, I was a diehard Xbox fanboy. I wasn't like this. I wasn't bullshitting my audience, number one. I would never do that fucking shit. And I wasn't defending every fucking move Xbox did. That is why people were upset with me, because all of a sudden I was speaking out and people were like, what happened? What, you don't like Xbox no more? And I'm like, no, it's because I like Xbox that I am upset with their moves i don't want them to go towards this direction because it doesn't look good and once again here we are today <laughs> xbox is a fucking joke the people that run it they're a fucking joke the moment you started seeing aaron greenberg with a fucking cpu in his mouth you knew it was going to be a freaking joke you knew like nothing serious was going to come out of that Xbox One X. So, this whole Red Force, Red Fall, or Red Fail, I called it one time. And I called it that just to mess with people, right? I didn't know that when I called it Red Fail, I was joking and I had no idea it was going to be 30 frames per second. This was before any of the previews. And then when the previews came out, I was like, oof, this game, uh, you know, it better be this better be an alpha build or something because this game ain't looking too uh, good. And then the fiasco of the 30 frames per second. At this point, how can you make any excuse? How can you make any excuse? And then Ghostwire Tokyo, which is an exclusive, it, it was developed by uh, an Xbox-owned studio. Now, Quite frankly, and let me throw this out there, the game was developed for Xbox and PlayStation 5. Well, in this case, the PlayStation platform and Xbox platform before there was any, uh, before these companies were sold to Microsoft. So it's a true third-party game. Even though the studio is owned by Microsoft, and they're going to make Xbox-exclusive games, this title is still one of those titles that was developed as a third party for multiple consoles. But, once again, because of all of the, the crap, the, the, the louder creatives or the, the louder members of the community that, that follow Xbox, that love Xbox, because of all the bullshit they've said now you have people from playstation people from you know everybody right it doesn't matter what console of their pc or what people just making fun of these people because of all the bullshit they said all the lies making three-hour podcasts because some dude said that playstation that the playstation 5 is going to have trouble playing one of the resident evil games 
This was way before the PlayStation 5 came out, and there was this rumor, and people were going with it, mainly the Xbox fanatics. So naturally, when you have a bunch of people like this, right, and, uh, you know, because they're on social media or they're saying it on their own podcast, they can control... They can control the feedback. They can control the responses, right, by either blocking people or blocking the comments or deleting them. But when you see the proof and you see that Ghostwire Tokyo runs better on the PlayStation 5 and that the Xbox Series consoles are having trouble with a game that belongs technically to Microsoft now, people are going to laugh their asses off at the people who hyped up these machines and made excuses and lied. They're going to make fun of them because now the proof is there. There's no longer people like me trying to prove them wrong. Now the proof is there for everyone to see. And people are going heavy at these fanatics, these fucking liars, that somehow people are cool with, but the moment you speak up against them, you're toxic. You're a bad influence in the community, right? It's the fucking weirdest shit. And it reflects a lot of what goes on today. So, and I really believe it's because there's a bunch of awkward people who now have the ability to create their own type of personality on social media. And they see that there's a way to gain some quick clicks and subscribers and they go with the same freaking thing so you know there's always for example i i i, I will go to macrumors.com because i'm a big apple guy I, I love my apple products and i'll go and i'll check out the, the the forums and stuff like that so i am an apple fanboy right that's that's what an android fanboy would say to me right but even in those forums people will argue amongst themselves <laughs> the moment you you type in any criticism towards an apple product you will get people going at you and it's crazy because every one of them are supposed to be apple fanatics but then you also get your trolls who will say how better android is and blah 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 so you know that's just part of forums right the old part of being in a forum where you'll get infiltrators who will make things interesting. But now you have the capability of creating a hundred fake phony accounts. Well, fake and phony is the same shit, but you could go and create a hundred phony accounts on Twitter and say whatever the hell you want to whoever you want. Because of that anonymity. And this is the problem we see. Like when I will purposely say something towards the Xbox people that I know is going to upset them. And I will get all of these double digit accounts telling me how, you know, I'm too old or cursing me out. And <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. And I'm like, yep, there goes the double-digit br brigade. You know, they're back. And I just picture someone like Tim Dog or Cody Eastwood or something having these accounts, these double-digit accounts, meaning that double-digit meaning 
they'll have like 10 followers or they'll have 15 followers. It won't be a triple digit number like 900. And they'll follow like a thousand people and only have 10 followers. And then they won't have a profile photo. They'll have some profile photo of an actor or a comedian or an anime thing. So you instantly know, all right, this is a fucking sock account. And somebody is creating another persona. So, and they're using this account to show who they really are and hide that other account that's more, you know, quote unquote, neutral and nicer. When people are too neutral and nice to me, that's someone being a fake motherfucker. <laughs> they're just going along with what, you know, they're riding the trends. So they're always trying to play peacemaker. They're trying to appease to a certain crowd, purposely appease to a crowd, knowing full well they can give two shits about the crowd they're trying to please. Maybe I'm cynical, but that's just the way I am. If you follow me on Twitter or on YouTube or on my, or on my podcast, Post Game Report, I'm the same individual. I'm the same individual I am in real life. There's people that, you know, friends of mine who I've known since high school that can attest to that. So it's just comical when you you have a company like Xbox and a following. You know, the the Xbox has this following of (laughs) this hive mind. They have this hive mind mentality. And, and you know they don't rep this that small piece of psychos that, that small demographic of psychos they don't truly represent the larger demographic of Xbox users in the same fashion that I don't represent the general consumer of you know the general gamer you know, a lot of us, we think we are bigger than what we actually are on social media or on YouTube, right? We think our words carry, you know, throughout the universe. But, it, you know, in reality, we're just all speaking to the same fucking people. But it's, it's, it's comedy gold. When you have executives for Xbox interacting with these liars, acting like these liars, and encouraging them to continue that trend. And then the moment you try to have a discussion as to why they feel that way, why they're saying what they're saying, they, they freaking retweet you and try to send their bigger follower, followers, right? So let's say one guy has 20,000 followers. He's going to retweet you. And say, oh, this guy's so toxic and blah, blah, blah. I can't say nothing without being attacked by this guy. In hopes that his 20,000 followers, that maybe 200 of them will go on my feed and give me a hard time and just make life miserable. The difference is, number one, it is rare when some dickhead troll gets the best of me on social media Because in real life, I've been snapped on by my family, my friends. We've we've done 
even to this day, we still troll each other. We still snap on each other. So when some random idiot says, oh, you're like 60 years old. I'm like, okay, well, you know. I even told uh, one dude one time who was trying to say I was like, he called me grandpa. And I'm 50 years old, so I'm nowhere near grandpa age. So he was like trying to use my age against me. And then I told him, I said, look, man, your mom is in her 70s and she's still twerking topless on TikTok. So that's just how I am. If you're going to come at me, expect me to be very blunt the way I would be in real life. (laughs) And I know in real life, if I talk about somebody's mom, it better be a mutual experience, meaning that they'll snap on my mom. But on the internet, all bets are off, right? (laughs) And I've had people snap on my mom and I'm like, all right, you know, that's because I initiated that. So I expect it. All gloves are off, you know? Not unlike some of these influencers, some of these bigger Xbox mouthpieces, they'll come at you and in the moment you retaliate, they're like, what? Why would you do that to me? (laughs) This is video games. Why would you do that? And it's like, no, you, you set, you set the standard, you set, you set the line and you crossed it. So now all bets are off. So the moment I tell somebody that their mom is twerking on TikTok, I know all bets are off. I have to face the consequence. And the person that I'm dissing, which is a a freaking sock account, I know no matter what they say, it's not going to mean anything because they're a sock account, they're hiding, and that means they're really bad at making fun of people, snapping back, or having these debates, or whatever. They're really bad at it. So I know, all right, there's really nothing this person's going to say. So he wants to try to insult my age, which is weird because I I was playing video games when they were, you know, at their infancy. So I have way more experience playing video games than this individual, which is, you know, and, and people my age are running this industry. So it's kind of weird. But the moment he tried to get cute with the age thing, which is stupid, I got cute and snapped on his 70-year-old mom twerking on TikTok. I don't know how old this individual was and how old his mom was, but, hey, you, the old saying, you can't take the heat, get the hell out the kitchen. So there's a lot of weird things. Weird tactics <laughs> in this gaming community, man. And of course, the worst of the worst is on Twitter, is on YouTube. I used to watch a bunch of content creators on YouTube when it came to video games. But now they're, everybody wants to talk the same. Everybody wants to have the same setup. Everybody wants to talk the most talk negatively about 
products and then not have any proof to back up what you know the content there or, or the rumors or whatever or the accusations everybody wants is basically following the same shit and it gets really boring and i've always stated if your content can have lasting power meaning that somebody can listen to what you're talking about today or for example let me rephrase that this episode right a year from now is still relevant because i'm not focusing on one thing for example when people were running with this whole thing about the PlayStation 5 and the liquid metal and that if you have it vertically, it's going to, you know, eventually destroy your PlayStation 5. And people were running with this shit. People were running with this shit and it was getting them clicks. It was getting them revenue, ad revenue. Because, number one, you have people who want to hear bad news about PlayStation. They love it. They relish in it. And then, of course, PlayStation is a popular product. Probably the more popular product, video game product, in the industry right now. And so people want to hear PlayStation information. So they know that they're going to get revenue. They're going to get clicks by using the PlayStation name. Especially if you go with some stupid rumor or some false accusation that Liquid Metal is going to destroy the PlayStation motherboard. You're wrong with it. Forget the facts. Forget waiting for actual proof that this is going to happen. No, you run with it and you get as many clicks and as much revenue as possible. And every, it seems like every video game content creator is doing the same thing. And they're not. Not everybody is doing it. But it just seems like it. Because the people I've watched, they've fallen victim to this. And then I unsubscribe. So, and it's not just video games, it's the tech, it's tech, it's people who travel around the world, it, it is, it, it's the weirdest shit, man, it's this just, ah, I don't know, I don't want to get into the whole content creator debacle on, on YouTube, or Twitch, I, I stay away from Twitch, I don't even have it, so, uh, well, I had an account, I don't even use it, so, just content creation as a whole, you know, you have to, you have to go through the, through the bad shit to get to some entertaining stuff. So there's a pl there's plenty. I mean, there's way more entertaining and useful information, useful podcasts, entertaining podcasts, than there are bad ones. You just have to, just have to find them, because a lot of the bullshit meets the algorithm. And it's always going to be put in the forefront. And the good stuff, the useful stuff, you have to look for it. But then again, like they say, anything worth having, you have to, it's worth fighting for. Or the other saying. Uh, and I already forgot the other saying. So that's, that's the problem with, you know, brain injuries. But anyway, yeah, Redfall, Xbox, it's a... Mar marriage made in heaven it, it has been comedy gold what people have been able to come up with the memes and all that stuff couldn't happen to a better better people better group of people so i'm gonna wrap it up anyway i hope you guys enjoyed this episode uh i'll be uh next week oh shit next week i believe 
my wife and I are going to Madrid. We're going to take a few weeks and uh, enjoy Spain and take a break from this hectic country we live in. <laughs> it's. I was watching something about uh, school lunches and how how much money these corporations like Domino's Pizza. Uh, you know, you think of the frozen foods that you buy, those companies, they're making, they're raking in billions of dollars, man, on our children, providing frozen high fucking sodium lunches to these kids. So basically what they're doing is making our kids, making these kids sick, right? Putting this junk in their body. And then, next thing you know, they're getting obese, they're getting freaking diabetes, they're getting, uh, you know, hypertension at very early ages. And from there, guess what? They have to go to the doctor. They're going to be prescribed drugs. And then from there, they have to be, you know, taking, getting checkups more often than you know, a healthy person, or maybe they need a freaking toll taken out. And now they got to buy prosthetics. I mean, it's a bad fucking chain of events that follow when you have a poor diet. And this country, man, this country is quick to put your child on a poor diet from a very early age. It's fucked up. And from there, it just leads to one thing to another, and it all boils down to corporations that are rich, you know, wealthy corporations making more wealth by providing horrific meals to your kids. It's so fucked up. Anyway, I'm going to wrap it up. You guys take care. Talk to you later.